welcome back to the second and two podcast. I'm your host, TB, with my co-host, producer extraordinaire, background in business, hat connoisseur, master of the grills, overall good person, and eligible bachelor, Jody. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> it's funny because you're like, you're about to get into all those, and then you're just like, and then you got in. I was like, dang, I'm, I'm <laughs> intro of all time dude dude I, it was one of those like wait recalibrate remember all the different things that we <laughs> that we've accumulated over the year or so we've been doing this yeah yeah no that's, that's um, a good time we're here we're back you know obviously i'm here with you we we got we got a nice list of things coming in today we got the camp news let's see we got we got the recap episode two of uh hard knocks yeah, dude. episode three is releasing at the moment. It is a Tuesday, literally we right Tuesdays now for the most part. And then we'll finish out with awards on the season that we think people will earn. Yeah, awards predictions, awards predictions, my friend. And I'd also like to mention it's a big week for your boy. Game one, oh, game one. How was Morton High School? Before we yes, everything. yeah, dude. The scrimmage last week we played. Uh, Played a pretty good team in uh, Sudan, and uh, defensively, I thought we played pretty well. Um, That's good. We we lost the scrimmage twenty six to six. Played a full scrimmage. However, I thought we played pretty well in terms of if you look at the drives. You know, one of their touchdowns they got the ball in the red zone, so mm, we okay. we we punted Bumble? from our own end zone, and uh, well, we punted from our own end zone, and our punter shanked it. So it was a tough like one. Fish out there, huh? Yeah, it was a tough one. Um, and then uh, their second touchdown was the only one where they really drove the ball down on the field on us. You know, we okay. gave up a vertical ball where the safety in the middle of the field, he didn't get there. So mm. he wasn't deep enough, threw, threw the ball over his head, and the corner got beat one-on-one and tried to make Probably a play on the ball. Days. And the, the ball, the ball kind of um, popped out at the end, and they said that it was a catch and he was down before he fumbled. Uh, it really looked like it was an incomplete pass, but the referees were like, hey, it's a scrimmage. Yeah. So one of those deals, um, their third touchdown um, was <laughs> our normal Will. He got hurt because our offense had scored, and uh-huh. we went for two, and we threw it to him um, on an out route near the goal line, and he got blasted. So he was hurt. So I put another kid in, and um, – okay. Well, bless his heart, he didn't know what he was doing, and they ran right in his gap, and it went for like sixty for a touchdown. So said, that was tough. Yeah, and then tough when you get that, yeah, that, yeah he's uh, a good kid. He's a good, he's a good kid. But man, he didn't know what he was doing. Um, yeah. He got he got yelled at on that one. Um, <laughs> and then their fourth, t- their last touchdown was a pick six, which actually okay. was not our quarterback's fault. Ooh, the receiver bobbled it. No, no, the receiver ran a hitch, and you know the old rule. If you run the hitch and you don't come back to the ball, what happens? They beat you to the ball. If you drift on the hitch route, and he drifted, yeah, and the guy jumped me. it in front of him, pick six. So in reality, we only gave up three touchdowns, and again, only one of them was like a true drive. The other two were kind of, you know, tough situations. And um, But for the most part, um, I thought the kids played well. We're making progress. That team was supposed to be a lot better than us. Like yeah, they beat so them. You, you ran with same, them a little bit. They scrimmaged the same team last year, and that team beat them by like five touchdowns or something like that, six touchdowns. Okay. So 
it was it was apparently not a good scene. It was like really bad. Um, yeah. Coaches who were on our staff this year that were on the same, you know, were on that staff last year, uh-huh. kind of said like it was a real bad experience when they played them last year. So um, that so makes me feel, well. yeah, that makes me feel like hey, we're we're getting, you know, we're getting something something going here. Their head coach was, uh, you know, very. Uh, um, said a lot of nice things after the scrimmage to our head coach. So. Oh. We're like making progress. Yeah, no, no, no. He was <laughs> like, "Man, you guys have made a lot of improvement from the last time we when we saw you guys last year." So, uh-huh. um, I thought it was really good. You know, we're making making good strides. We play our first game this Saturday, not Friday. Oh. We play on a Saturday. Um, we got to travel. Yeah, we got to travel, and it's in the middle of the day, so it's a tough. Yeah, it's a tough one. <laughs> yeah, oh, it is a bro, tough one. Leave it on the neck, bro. It's about yeah, to be my. Might have to be. It's going to be like 101 at kickoff. <laughs> so we're uh, at least, hopefully. I uh, believe it's on turf um, where we're going. So yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll be wearing shorts as a staff that day, not pants. There you go. <laughs> so, but yeah, super excited for game one. Um, yeah, Morton football fun. coming coming at you. Um, so, but go ahead, Joe. You got it, dude. Say. First, first thing of camp news I got looking at you. We got Jonathan Taylor, my guy, is on the market. They believe they want a first round, but they're open to whatever. I guess <laughs> they, but they have okay. high value for the guy, but they don't want to pay him. You know what I mean? And that, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, okay, you can't on one side of your mouth say we're not going to pay you, we don't value that much, and on the other side, hey, but if you want to get traded, we got to get a first round pick for you. Yeah, that makes come on. Like the Colts <laughs> are being real stubborn right now, and I just. And then we sit there and wonder why running backs are mad. It's like, okay, well, if he's not valuable enough to pay, which you could make the argument that no running back is, and it's a fair argument, but then you cannot turn around and ask for a first round pick. You can't do that. That's just not how that works. And they know they're not getting a first round pick. I feel like they're doing the thing where they're asking for an incredibly high price knowing that they're going to end up getting a third, third or fourth, or fourth yeah. round, but they don't want to start there because then you end up at a fifth round. So yeah, I, I feel like they know they're not getting a first round pick for him. And, you know, cause no one's going to give up a, you know, first round pick and pay, you know, it's just, it's a lot. Yeah. So I just highly doubt that's coming. I think more than likely he probably just, he they got to figure there. it out and he stays yeah. there for the time being. And then he's a free <laughs> agent I in March. I mean, that's just how these things go, you know? It seems like anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean, we saw it with Saquon, a different situation, but kind of, you know, just, hey, figure it out and let's go to work. Yeah. Um, so, but uh, and we'll stick with running backs in other news here. We got uh, B. John Robinson. Oh, got we, on the field. Last week, last week you were, you were calling for him. You were clamoring <laughs> for him. Joe was like, why have we not seen Bijan yet? And yeah. guess what? You got your wish. We got to see him in action, and he looked good, real oh, he good, real shifty out there, bro. He looked real good. Um, Atlanta does not look like they're going to regret that top ten pick there, um, at least in the short term. But um, yeah, he he's still listed as their third running back on the depth yeah, chart right now. Crazy, when you told me. But that. I I don't I don't know if anyone actually believes that. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of just we're putting him there, but nah, he's not actually there. So yeah, for real. But yeah, no, so Texas flag, right? Our guy Mitch, mm-hmm. he sent me and Johnny a, a video of him, his first rush. 
And I was like, oh, he's looking good, bro. Yeah, he, he looked he good. Had that jump cut with like a little spin at the end. Ooh. We talked, all the things that we talked about were yeah. on display. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I was really excited to see. I think he got a catch as well. Nothing too mm-hmm. crazy. Got a couple plays for sure, though. So, yeah, Bijan, man, that guy is looking. He, you know, keep our eyes open on Bijan for later. But yeah, next, more running back news. Our guy Josh Jacobs out of the Raiders. He's back. He's he he stopped his holdout. Now he's back with the team. You know, week three about to be week one. Technically, wanted to get some playing time. I mean, clear off some rest real quick. This seems very similar to like what we just talked about, Jonathan Taylor. I mean, running backs. Unfortunately, they're all doing the thing where they're like, pay us, but all of the teams are collectively not paying guys. Yeah, which is so. All these guys are kind of having to be like, well, there's no market, so I guess I got to pay. I, you know, I got to just kind of suck it up and play. And I'm sure, you know, that's that's hard to do, but I commend them for for doing that as opposed yeah, to like got at least try pulling the Le'Veon Bell and holding out the whole year. You know, you yeah, don't want yeah, that. We all saw what happened with that, though. He didn't come back the same. I mean, he said himself he wishes he never yeah. did it. So, um, running backs learning from that situation, I guess. <laughs> um, on the other flip side of the coin here, we got some tough receiver news. Uh, number one, my guy, Jackson Smith and Jigba, our second, well, my second favorite receiver in the draft. <laughs> I still love Addison. Still love Addison in Minnesota, but JSN is going to be really good. Um, injured his wrist. He had to have wrist surgery. He's going to be out three to four weeks, according to the reporting um, that we're seeing everywhere. And um, so that means he's, He's going to miss week one, at least probably week two. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we can target a week three return for him. Um, but, you know, for his for his debut anyway. Week three. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hopefully he it's not something that lingers and he gets healthy. You know, even if he misses a game or two, he'll be he'll be solid. So. Yeah, I want to see him light it up. That whole that receiving core is also pretty insane. We just need Gino to light it up. <laughs> that, that'll, that's probably the only thing that's a question mark for that that offense for sure. But JSN, you know, I, he he, uh, I would have had some eyes on him later on until you gave me that news. Yeah. But more more sad receiver news. We got Terry McLaurin got mm-hmm. hurt in the Ravens Commanders game the other day. Don't really know. We we speculating turf toe, but turf toe could be pretty bad sometimes. So just a, a foot injury. We'll go with that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like based on um, what uh, NFL reporter, NFL Network, who's who's my guy? No, not Woj. <laughs> not Woj. I want to make sure I'm I'm crediting the right people. Um, um. Oh my gosh, I I'm totally blanking. Oh, Ian Rapaport is the one uh, doing the reporting here. He's saying that it's day to day, nothing too serious, based on what they're reporting right now. So hopefully. Terry McLaurin will be good to go for week one for Mm -hmm. the commanders and sticking with the commanders and moving to quarterback news. They've named their QB one. Sam Howell is the guy. Um, He looked good in the preseason game against the Ravens. The Washington uh, commander snapped the Ravens 24 game preseason win streak, beating them by a single, single point. point. Um, Fun game. Actually, it was a fun like Monday night football preseason game. Um, and uh, so Howell looked good in the game. It makes sense mm-hmm. why they named him the starter. 
you know, we'll see if he can have a breakout year as a second year player, first year as a starter. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if you've seen on X, but there is dudes like Eric Bieniemy might be the guy at, at the OC. And that's the only reason Patty Mahomes was balling. And I thought that was a wild statement, but Sam Hell is looking really good, making some tough throws, and you could only hey, you could only hope that's a, a start to where it all begins, you know. You know what's funny? Why are we always trying to give the credit to like one person? Like there's like a team that's good, and we're like, all right, yeah. let's sit, let's give Adding all the home. credit. To, yeah, let's give all the credit to this guy. It's all the enemy, right? Yeah, yeah. Or like <laughs> like the Brady Belichick thing. Oh, it's all Brady. Yeah. Of course, it was all Brady Belichick. Yeah. It's like, can we not? These are, we're talking about teams here, all right? So, yes, there there are slices of the pie that everyone contributes to. Why why do we have to rush to give the you know all of the credit to one guy? Anyway, that's my rant rant over for the day. <laughs> it's a solid, solid point though. I can agree with. Let's see what else do I got? Oh, more more QB starters. Baker Mayfield in in uh, Tampa Bay, the, named the starter with Trash being the number two. Yeah. You know, we'll see if we'll see if Baker gets one more shot at it, baby. Let's see if he can, if he can get it done. Hey, um, I mean, worst case scenario, you know, my guy goes five hundred, or I guess he can't go five hundred anymore. Eight and nine, and you know, we are what he thought he was. You know, <laughs> worst case scenario, they're like the worst team in the league. What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for him, I mean, you never know. Yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe by that point in time, you know, we we said he's I mean, the average. Maybe. He has. He has nothing to lose. Yeah. And Baker playing with nothing to lose is probably the best version of Baker. So you never know. Maybe we'll get the maybe we'll get the, the best version the of Baker Mayfield. Game of him or... mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he just plays free, nothing to lose. That's the best version of Baker Mayfield. So hopefully we get to see that for him this year. I'm rooting for that guy. Um I think that's really it for preseason news. We kind of touched on all, you know, most of the latest things. We did miss one thing last week. Um, John Johnson, the third back with the Rams, the guy we talked about could be a kind of a pivotal free agent. And, uh, mm-hmm. he finally did sign a deal while we were on our little two week hiatus. We missed it last week. <laughs> um, I think that's a big signing for the Rams. I think that that gives them some, you know, an adult in the room in the secondary. They didn't have a lot of that. They have a lot yeah. of youth there. Um, so it gives them a guy who's got a lot of experience, knows, knows McVay, you know, knows that, um, that locker room and that space. So I think that's a big time get for the Rams. Um, and we'll hope that it, it pays makes off. them better. A better presence <laughs> always nice, no matter where it is, you know, like yeah. even when they brought in Weddle for the Super Bowl run, like they didn't need him really, but I mean, he was there still doing something, you know? Yeah. Speaking of veteran presence brings us to hard knocks. Yeah. All right. And when I say veteran presence, the first thing that stood out on this week's episode, and by this week's we mean episode two. Episode of two. course, all of you, by the time you're listening to this, will likely see an episode three, and you're going, why have they not covered episode three? Well, boys and girls, we're re- we're recording right now at the time that episode three is currently airing. Yeah. So um, that's why. We'll cover episode three next week. Stick around with <laughs> us. We promise things to get better. Um, but episode two... Uh, the thing that stood out the most to me, at least early on in the episode, Aaron Rodgers feels like the pseudo OC of that offense. Yeah, yeah. Fact. He makes so many comments of like, 
Uh, when are we going to figure out that that play doesn't work? <laughs> yeah. Don't call that play for that formation. That. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. All right. So he, him and Hackett, you know, I just think it's funny, like the relationship they have. I mean, the other thing that's sticking on the topic of Rodgers, the whole segment about the, like, the ball fakes. Oh, yeah, yeah, where they're, yeah. I had the, the, too. the QBs in the room, and it's oh. like, okay, which one's the pass? Which one's the run? And it's funny because the first couple, is gone, or he misses instantly. He's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> <laughs> well, like early on, the first couple, they're like, they're right, they're getting it, they're yeah, you know, yeah. they're getting him. And then there's one, Tim Boyle. He goes, um, "Oh, he left it short, you know." And that's that's yeah. the one that's the fake, you know. Yeah. That's the one that's the pass. And then it turns out it's opposite, and yeah. that was the run. And then Rogers just just is over there eating it up. Left it short, huh? Left it short. Yeah. <laughs> you could just tell, like, I thought I saw a little bit of Roger's personality there, like how competitive and like petty he is. Like yeah, he takes everything. Enough. It very much so matched kind of what we've seen from Rogers in the media, I think, over the years. And uh so I just thought that was a funny tidbit. Um, what else did you see, Joe? Yeah, I thought you were gonna bring up Rogers. So what I wrote down, just to put it like very simply, was he doesn't like people who go against their words. So when they're playing the or practicing with the or the Panthers, I don't know why I keep saying Rams. Practicing against the Panthers, some dude on that team was on his Packers staff. He was like, "Hey man, looking a little big here." Like well, I thought we said two sixty, you know. <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, you know, like it's tough, man." He's like, "We're five pounds over or something, right?" And then yeah. one of the dudes on the Panthers team was like, "Bro, he's been eating pop tarts." Like he's like, <laughs> "Really, man? That's what we're doing these days." It's like, bro, like, give the my, the guy some slack. Like, he's not even your coach right now, but you've known him for years. You're just railing on him, you know? Hilarious. Or uh, another Rodgers moment when the tight end runs the wrong route in the game, it still oh, catches yeah. a touchdown. Like, the ball boy runs the wrong route, huh? He's like, hey, good, good job there, Ron. Wait to, yeah, he's still like, the good. tight end's coach. Hey, good job. That's good coaching right yeah. there. You can see the, the tight end's coach is like, dude, come yeah. on. And then dude, I'm already... Zuma and he's like, hey, run the wrong route, but you get the ball, huh? He made the same joke to like four different people. <laughs> you know when you you know you feel a joke is really good when you're like, all right, I gotta tell this guy. Oh, let me find this guy and tell him yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that whole thing was you know Rogers. Just any of the stuff with Rogers is pretty interesting because he's oh, just bro. he's such a the dexterity of the the grass. The grass. They're like, yeah, Rogers even seems to know every blade of the grass, and he like goes. He, <laughs> He he got his little squat down to pick up some blades of grass. He just uh, gets a maybe nice little whiff, you know, fresh cut. Rubs it in his hands, he says, so he could get more grip on the ball. And you gotta let it fly. He, he uh, I'm gonna be honest, one, bro. That feels like a thing he does because he thinks it looks cool, and then and then it became like a superstitious thing, and he just yeah, does yeah. it because it's like, look, I'm smarter than everyone you gotta else. Get grounded I used, with earth. Bro. I use the grass. Means. I use the grass to to guide my my way. You know, that yeah. sounds like the dark room yeah. thing that he had. Remember He's when he like, was like, I'm going in the dark room? Flagpoles. See that the wind's going that way, but instead I'd rather throw this grass into the air and watch <laughs> it fly, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really funny. It's a funny Rogers thing that he just, that's just, you know, that's part of the deal. Yeah. Now, at the same time, he's really good. <laughs> That's the other part that you see in practice. Like, this yeah. guy's really good still. I mean, he is still a one of the better quarterbacks alive. Um, uh, a couple other things that stood out to me, just Quentin Williams. Like, what a what an awesome teammate. Like, I feel like I would love going to practice seeing that guy every day. Just 
Yeah, he's like, oh, I swear on me, I had 11 sacks today. <laughs> he's like, hey, man, I got about 10 right now. And then I got 10 right like, now. He's, oh, he's tied to Rogers. He's mic'd up. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, let him know. He points at the cameraman like, tell him. You just told him. And then he gets one more, and he, he's like, there's 11. And he throws up the two the single fingers. Yeah, <laughs> hey, it was really funny too when uh, their de- defense coordinator before the Panthers joint practice is telling him like, you know, Quinn, sometimes you got to go and lift up your leg, pee on yeah, someone yeah, else's yeah. lawn, and then he starts going and he's like, you know, pee on the kids' toys. And he's like, no, nah, not the kids, coach, not the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a nice guy. Like, I just Bro, feel like Quinn. Quinn is the the cue ball dude. That's his nickname. Bro, what about when he was mic'd up? He was yeah, cue ball. He was like, uh, shout out my mom. Oh, yeah, shout out my sister. <laughs> shout out Optimus Prime. I like him, too. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. I just feel like that's the those are the kind of guys you need in the locker room who are just always happy and excited to be there yeah, that yeah. help the guys who are, like, dragging on certain uh-huh. days to be it like, makes okay. everything lighthearted. Like, yeah. yeah you get through today. Yeah. I, the, more, the more you look at him, I thought it was really funny. There's that little moment with Woody Johnson and Sala too, where it's like, is that the the owner dude? The owner, where he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah okay, we, I thought we paid that guy a lot of money. Yeah, he, and he was Sala's like, like no, he's, good he's boy the right, right one. Like, Whoa, bro, like, you, you don't know the guy's name? He's like, <laughs> give him a bag. <laughs> yeah, I, I thought that was it. Was funny though that Sala's like, no, no, like that's the guy. Like, yeah, I'm glad yeah. we paid him. And the more you get to see some of the behind the scenes and some of his personality, it makes sense. Not just on field production, like. He's going he's growing into a leadership role there. Yeah, um yeah, sure. on a team that's pretty young and he's young himself, but it's just pretty clear like he he brings such a positive attitude to what they're doing. So uh, you can tell that makes a lot of sense why they paid him. Yeah, let's see. The last note I had that we haven't covered is O's. I don't remember the dude's full name, but the the like mentalist dude. The mentalist? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. So he, he starts off with the guessing Michael Carter's jersey number is 10. Pretty wild. But as you keep going, it just gets crazier, right? So he has a dude. He's like looking through the book of mascots that haven't been in the NFL. Has Aaron Rodgers. He picks the card Aaron Rodgers was thinking of. And then the deck he's holding turns into the goldfish that the other dude was thinking about. Wild. Yeah. And then or, the, or, the puzzle uh, piece, bro. Yeah, his guy picking the, the Super Bowl, the teams and the score, and he had it on yeah, the back. That, Dude, was that was crazy. Wild. Well, I think the puzzle piece alone was crazy. And then he he adds in the who you who you guys beaten this year? What's the score? And then he flips the thing and it's like Yeah, that was impressive. That was and impressive. Then he gets a random comment. What if he chose a giraffe? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Um the only other thing I had, one, Will McDonald is a character and a half. Oh, and yeah. I I was kind of watching him wondering, like, did I get my pre-draft process? Did I get it wrong when I was grading his film? Like, he might be better than I thought he was going to be. Um, so maybe the Jets got to steal in that one because they drafted him kind of high for what I thought he was. And he might end up being better than I thought. Yeah, that's right. Um, the other thing, Salah, not afraid to just call out the offense. Yeah, he like, was like, we especially have the O line specifically. Yeah. Very interested to see how that works in episode three and how those guys respond. Also, we should get Dalvin Cook added into episode three. So those are things I'm looking forward true. to. That is true. Yeah, he's in the building now. Got to in the building. See how that how that uh, shakes up the the uh, the running back depth chart because we've seen Michael Carter from the preseason game they were playing. So who knows? 
No doubt. Um, but now, to the moment you've all been waiting for. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Do -do -do. All right, we are officially in prediction season. Today is August 22nd, which means we are only... What, three? But two and two. a half weeks out. Two, not even two and a half. It's almost about two weeks out from week one. So we're, we're close. Chiefs-Lions. Chiefs-Lions, yep. I believe that is September 7th. So we are not that far away. I had something like 18 days, 16 days, something like that. So we're getting close. And, um, and what that means is we got to start making predictions. Next week, we will be doing all of our, you know, division winners. We kind of previewed that with our divisional primers all summer. But we'll do our division winners, teams that make the playoffs. We'll do our playoff picks. Obviously, pick a Super Bowl winner, Super Bowl matchup, the whole nine. Today, we're going to simply pick award winners, all right? And so those, those NFL awards are, in case you're unfamiliar with them for some reason or don't remember them, the N MVP otherwise known as the Best Quarterback Award, the Offensive Player of the Year Award, um, the Defensive Player of the Year Award, the Rookie of the Year on Offense, um, Rookie Offensive Player of the Year, Rookie Defensive Player of the Year, um, the Coach of the Year, the Comeback Player of the Year, and then the Executive of the Year. Um, we'll go through each and every one of those, give you our picks plus the odds associated with the guys who may or may not win those awards, and kind of go through our rationale for why we're picking who we're picking. All right. Let's start with the big cabana. What do you think, Joe? MVP. 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 This might have to do with some hard knocks influence, but I'm going Aaron Rodgers, bro. It's simple. Whoa, 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 dude. Wow. Right out of the gate. Not even, no, just, all right, go ahead. Tell me more. I'd like to hear. I mean, dude's got some solid weapons around him. He, you know, first first time on the on the team, switched over to the AFC. You know, a bunch of things we could throw out there to make it just sound a lot better than it probably will be. But I mean, it's not like the dude hasn't had him before. I I think you know they're gonna have a great year. Probably as we go down the list, I might you know, there might be more influence there. But yeah, the way I see it, Aaron Rodgers is gonna be balling. Nothing stopping him from taking this in my wow. eyes. All right. Well, I'll just go through the list real quick. Give you like the top ten and what their odds are. Um, Patrick Mahomes is most books is plus six hundred. He's the favorite. Um, Joe Burrow most is plus seven hundred. Josh Allen, uh, he's kind of a little more all over the place. He ranges from plus seven hundred to plus eight fifty, but he's generally in third. Mm -hmm. Justin Herbert in fourth. Okay. If you believe in the new OC, maybe new weapons, Quentin Johnson, he's ranges anywhere from plus nine hundred to plus twelve hundred. Okay. Jalen Hurts, anywhere from plus nine hundred to plus twelve hundred. Lamar Jackson, plus fourteen hundred to plus sixteen hundred. Aaron Rodgers, mostly plus sixteen hundred. Um, some have list him at plus fifteen hundred. Trevor Lawrence, anywhere from go, plus 1,500 to plus 1,800. 
And we'll give you one more here. Tua Tagovailoa. Oh. Plus 1,600 to plus 2,200. Everyone else is pretty long shot. You got guys in the mix. Dak Prescott, Justin Fields, Sean Watson, Goff, Geno Smith, Derek Carr, Brock Purdy, Russell Wilson, Jordan Love, Kirk Cousins. All of these guys, I told you, it's the best quarterback award. Now, yeah. to get to my pick, obviously, looking at everything, you could easily say Patrick Mahomes. That's too chalky. Don't really yeah. like it. All right. Burrow and Allen, neither one of those guys have won an MVP. They feel like they're going to win one at some point. Maybe Probably. this is the year. Herbert and Jackson, I can look at those two and say, well, they've both been guys who have had great production, but. You know, not good enough in terms of, playoffs. you know, wins and support and things like that, and especially in the playoffs. But both of them have new OCs that I think people are really excited about. And okay. so those th- those could be the case for those two. Rodgers, new environment. Hertz was the runner-up last year. Lawrence, mm-hmm. could he take the year three jump and really elevate himself? Quite possibly. Um, but looking at all these names and thinking about all these things, I think the guy I'm taking. Tua? No. No. I thought that's why you didn't oh. mention him this whole time. You were going to take him. No, I'm not doing it. I think the guy I honestly am going to take is Lamar Jackson. Oh, okay. Um, he's won the award before, mm-hmm. but that was his you know, younger self. Um, he was a sensation at the time. Yeah. I think the narrative with Lamar has been. A lot about, ah, uh, you know, he can't throw the ball, X, Y, Z, yada, yada, yada. And we're going to finally see in Todd Munkin's offense that I think they're going to unleash him in a real way that he's never been unleashed before. And I'm a big believer in the Ravens this year. I think they're going to be really good. Um, and I, they've got Zay Flowers. They've got Odell Beckham Jr. Rashad Bateman is healthy. They've got Mark Andrews. J.K. Dobbins is healthy. That offense should be electric, and the guy who's mm-hmm. going to be controlling the, the trigger is Lamar. Plus, you know his his odds are a little bit longer than some of these other guys, and so it's a little more fun bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you're talking mm-hmm. about that side of it, or just just in terms of like how likely it is to happen, you know he's a guy with the uh, six best odds. Um, you know, seventh best odds, depending on where you're looking at. So, yeah, I'm going to go Lamar Jackson. I can respect that. I mean, I, I, I do want to bang for my guy Trevor Lawrence a little bit. I do think, you know, he's a similar guy. He's had he's had his <clears> team <throat> within the past couple of years. New new coach in that second year. But he made a good leap. I just, you know, we got to see him excel even more than he did. He had late success. Hopefully it carries over. And, you know, Calvin Ridley on the team now, that's another dude who could light it up. But that's a, that's a story for down the road. See? Definitely. Next Definitely. award we got is the Offensive Player of the Year. <clears throat> more This branches out into more skill positions, thankfully enough. But who do you got going for this one? All right. So we'll run down the odds one more time. Or, or you know, another time, I guess I should say. We got Jamar Chase as the leader, the front runner, plus the 1,000. Justin okay. Jefferson. Plus thirteen hundred, Christian McCaffrey plus sixteen hundred, Nick Chubb plus eighteen hundred, Tyreek Hill plus two thousand, Lamar Jackson plus two thousand, Justin Fields plus two thousand, 
Cooper Cup plus 2,500 and Jalen Hurts plus 2,500. Now, um, I really feel like they've generally tended to lean towards giving this award to non-quarterbacks as much as possible. I'd hope. Um, That's not necessarily always the case, obviously. Like, Herbert won the award in uh, 2020, and so it's not – out of the question for for a quarterback to win it, but usually it's kind of a younger quarterback who's like burst on the scene. Yeah, I'm not sure if I see that guy there sitting there this year. So that means I'm looking at a skill player. Could Justin Jefferson win it back to back? I think it would be hard. His year last year was so good, and if yeah. he had the same year yeah. and someone else has like a great year, they're probably going to want to reward someone else because of the narrative. I don't know why Jamar Chase is the leader in the clubhouse on this. Uh, you know, I could see a lot of different other guys. Maybe that I would have picked before him. Yeah. I think the guy that I'm leaning towards right now, if he's healthy, feels like he's going to tear up the league this year, and that's Christian McCaffrey in a full season yeah. of the Niners yeah. offense. Third best odds. I think I he would be my favorite. Yeah. I mean, last year he had a game yeah. where he threw a touchdown, ran a touchdown, and caught a touchdown. That was just in a game, and that was after being in the Niners for like three or four weeks. So – Let's give him a full offseason, the Shanahan offense, full mastery of the whole thing, and let's see what he looks like in a year where he should be healthy. And mm-hmm. in that offense, well, especially I think, uh, early on too, I think that man's going to have a big workload. Just, you know, the whole QB situation, don't know how, how much Brock could take on early or if they've been rolling with him the first couple weeks. So, yeah, I think Christian McCaffrey was a no-brainer here. I did – have Garrett Wilson written down, <laughs> you know, paired him with Roger. You know, that, that's a little outlandish, the, the amount of times that Jets people crossed my mind. But, no, I, I did want to try if we did agree on something. I did want to branch out to someone else. So a lot of these I have two written down just in case. But, yeah, Christian McCaffrey makes perfect sense to me. I, I'm not opposed to the Garrett Wilson as, like, a long shot idea because – him and Rodgers seem to have that kind of Rodgers Devonte Adams chemistry. Yeah. So yeah, that could right. be, if Rodgers is really good, Wilson could him. be the the offensive player of the year. I don't think that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing holding them back is probably guy Lazard being in town too, where you know, they already had chemistry. You know, and I'm not saying <laughs> Garrett Wilson and him don't have good chemistry, but but you know, you got more dudes that you're comfortable with. There's no need to just gearing on one guy consistently yeah yeah um all right so moving on to the defensive player of the year joe who do you like for this one uh, i like tj watt i mean i tried to predict it a couple years back my dude got hurt after like two weeks tough he was balling within those first couple of weeks he was playing too looking like he had a chance i think that defense is here in general. The Steelers could could blow some brains real quick. You know what I mean? So uh, he's got to be a leader uh, off the edge doing all that. So I'm going with him. Agreed. Um, if you look at this award, the last four oh. winners of the Defensive Player of the Year award have all been um, D linemen, essentially. So you've had guys, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, Chase Young, Nick Bosa again, Joey Bosa. Um, Ooh, no brothers. 
Aaron Donald, Sheldon Richardson, Von Miller, Nadamik, and Sue. All right. Yeah. The only guys who have been non-edge players who have won it with since 2010, Luke Keekley, Darius Leonard, and um, Marcus Peters with the Chiefs. So these are the only guys. Those are the only guys who have won. Oh, Marshawn Lattimore as well with the uh, with the Saints. So these are the only guys who have won this award, um, having not been D linemen essentially edge and really edge players, pass rushers. So when you look at the the odds, the first few guys, it's Micah Parsons at plus six fifty, Miles Garrett at plus seven hundred, TJ Watt plus seven fifty, Nick Bosa at plus eleven hundred, Sauce Gardner plus eleven hundred, and Max Crosby plus twelve hundred. Almost all those guys again are pass rushers. The only guy up there, um, yeah, I mean with Sauce. So, um, <clears throat> we look at this. I mean, this is maybe the only one where I kind of go chalky. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be Parsons. I think he's gonna have a monster year because they're gonna actually put him on the edge more, and finally just kind of say, okay, let's let this guy be <laughs> yeah, an edge him. rusher. Let's stop trying to play him at Mike Backer. Like, let's yeah. just let him go be the best edge rusher in the league. And uh, yeah, I I just think it's Parsons. I think that's the guy who wins this award this year. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Parsons, even though he's got the, you know, the the uh, he's the heavy heavy favorite for the most yeah. part. I feel it though. It makes sense. Cowboys, man, they they need they need something up top. So yeah, I agree. That's a um, now we're re- moving on to the offensive rookie of the year. Now this award, unlike MVP, has not necessarily been dominated by quarterbacks. Um, however, if there's a rookie quarterback who's pretty good, usually that's who gets it. But if there isn't one, you know, the thing is with rookie quarterbacks, sometimes they just don't play enough games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, obviously then that then that goes to like the best skill position player. So I'll yeah. give you the odds here. B. John Robinson plus 250. Yeah. Real favorite. Makes Bryce sense. Young plus 450. Oh. Anthony Richardson plus 700. Jameer Gibbs plus 800. CJ Stroud plus eight fifty and Jackson Smith and Jigba plus twelve hundred. Maybe those odds will change after figuring out he's getting surgery today. However, he's only supposed to be out three to four weeks, so he may only miss a game, maybe two. You want to say it with me? Yeah, I mean, it. I I said that Micah was the only one I was going to go chalk on, so I may go somewhere different here. Uh, well, I got Bijan then. I'll say it. Yeah. I think it's a complete no-brainer. Just my dude's going to do it all for the the Falcons. I mean, I'm not saying they don't have a team there, but my dude's great at run the ball, great catcher. I mean, he's going to be – they'll probably throw him out as a receiver at some point in time, go empty a lot. I don't know. Who knows? But I think my dude will <clears> kill it. Now, if you wanted like a little bit more of a long shot, not I don't like the the shot anymore after the news today. But I had Jackson Smith and Jigba written down as the other guy. Um, a guy who I'm just gonna mention, not necessarily my pick, but again, if you're thinking long shot, you're thinking receiver. So like Addison Hi. out there in, in Minnesota, Justin I Jefferson to- gets a lot of a lot of a lot of attention. 
Addison could just be freaking phenomenal. I mean, he yeah. looks good. He, he looked good in the preseason against the Seahawks the other day. He looked real good. So I would not be opposed to to that one. I don't even know what his odds are. They don't even have them listed here. However, the guy who I'm going with is Anthony Richardson simply because mm. I think the Shane Steichen offense is going to allow him to be himself. He's going to get to run and throw, and I think that he's going to have a good enough year and start enough games that the that the the league is going to give him this award. That's kind of my guess right now. So I'm going with Anthony Richardson. Anthony Richardson. That's a uh, – I mean, like I said, he didn't cross my mind, but his odds are pretty high. So they expect big things from him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Defensive rookie of the year. Will Anderson, plus 350. Jalen Carter, plus 550. Tyree Wilson, plus 600. Devin Witherspoon plus nine hundred, Christian Gonzalez plus a thousand. Dude, I know where I'm going. I want to hear what you're doing. Okay, so I figured. So my real answer, I kind of want to go Jalen Carter, but I have Will Anderson written down first, just for the simple fact of, you know, he's in he's in the Texans defense. My dude, uh, D'Amico Ryan's is the defensive mind, right? But I think Jalen Carter will be able to eat up with Philly just simply from the fact that their whole D-line is insane, you know? And I figured he would he has more of a route to make more plays up the middle, whether it's through the run game or getting some sacks here and there. But I would I, I would like to put my money on Anderson, but I think Carter will win. Okay. Um by the way, in case any of you are wondering, Jordan Addison is plus 1,600 to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. So there's that. Uh, the guy I'm going with, one, he, was, he was my favorite corner in the draft, um, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, I, I, that was the other guy I was thinking of. I was like, Dug. there's no way the corner is going to, you know, that, that's what crossed my mind. Um, I think he's perfect in the Bill Belichick defense. Everything out of camp has been that he's been everything expected and more. Um, every so often there's that corner that comes around and is just right away good as a rookie. Last year it was Sauce Gardner. Yeah. A couple years ago it was Pat Sertan. Like, I mean, and those guys, I say every so often, I guess it's every year because those guys <laughs> have been back to back and now Christian Gonzalez. So I'm saying Christian Gonzalez is that dude. I'm picking him at, you know, with the plus 1,000 odds. Yeah, I, I like that pick for sure. It, it crossed my mind. I'm not going to lie, but I just figured it's got to be someone in the interior, you know, at the, at the yeah. corner position. It, that's all like subjective, you know, like, I don't know. It, it's just weird. It, it's hard to grade those dudes in my eyes, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, NFL comeback player of the year. Um, now there is, and probably for good reason, the heaviest favorite of any of these awards, and everyone can probably guess, Damar Hamlin is the favorite to win the award. I mean, the man, he's minus 300 to win it. I've never seen <laughs> I've never seen anyone be minus for an award like this in you know, a full-season award. It makes a ton of sense. It's, um, I mean... You know, you, you figure he laid it all on the line. He literally yeah. nearly died for you know on the field for for a bit. 
and now he's back playing football. It feels like if the guy just makes it through the whole season healthy, yeah. they're going to give him this award, let alone whatever he produces on the field. That's so that makes sense. It's heavy favorite. This may be just one of those ones where, I don't know. I mean, it, it may not even be worth talking about the rest of the guys, but <laughs> we will because we're a professional podcast. Mm-hmm. Two Attack of Iloa plus 2,000. Russell That's Wilson plus 2,500. But – does um, that count? Like, what did he? I don't think he got hurt in the year, did he? Like, that's why I don't understand this award. The award is given to the player who's overcome the most adversity ah. after failing to play or play poorly the year prior. Okay. Maybe um, he does have some. Lamar Jackson plus 2000. I guess he, I mean, he was hurt for five games. So I guess yeah. like Trey Lance plus 4000. Cooper Cup plus 3000. Okay. Um, Stafford plus four thousand, Mac Jones plus eight thousand. Um, gotcha. Other than Demar Hamlin, is there a name that stands out to you, Joey? Yeah, I have two in mind, but not they would neither of them were mentioned, which I kind of thought was crazy. So maybe they're just plus you know that ten thousand tens of thousands. So I have Calvin Ridley, you know, missed the whole year, doesn't even plus five thousand. Yeah, and then I had Von Miller as my other one. Vaughn is Vaughn is way down this list. We'll find him. Plus 10,000. Hey, I, I guessed it right, pretty much. I said tens of thousands. Yeah, I made it plural. Yeah. He was literally uh, 10. That's crazy. I think my pick for the award at plus 4,000 is Stafford. I've been telling everyone all offseason that he's going to be the guy. Now, I mean, obviously, I think DeMar Hamlin may very yeah, well win just, the award. But but outside of DeMar Hamlin, if I was just picking someone else, oh, yeah, I yeah. would go with Stafford because I think he's going to actually have a bounce back year. A lot of people talk about him retiring. He's not retiring, guys. He's going to be really good again this year. <laughs> yeah, no. I I think if I didn't have to go with one of the other two I'd written down, I probably would have gone Cooper Cup, even though his injury is a little bit later in the year. You know, I don't. Like I said, I don't know how this award really works out besides being injured and then playing the next year. Okay. Um, I agree. It's kind of one of the more vaguely written awards. can be given to almost anybody. Um, so we're moving on to Coach of the Year odds. Dan Campbell, plus 900. Matt Eberflus, Damn. plus 1,000. Sean Payton, plus 1,100. Arthur Smith, plus 1,400. D'Amico Ryans, plus 1800 and Robert Sala plus 1800. Very, very interesting. Um, so this is usually an award reserved for like the coach who surprises us the most, not necessarily the best coach. Yeah. So, I mean, when I look at this, I don't necessarily know that any of the guys on this list really stand out outside of Sean Payton. Sean Payton makes sense. I mean, as bad as the Broncos were, if Sean Payton comes in there and takes them to the playoffs, it'd be really hard for him not to win this award, I think. Um, But if I had to pick someone not on this list, I think the guy who I'm kind of – I'm slowly – if you notice, I'm slowly more and more thinking about these Colts and wondering if they're going to be better than I thought. Yeah. And – or at least – had an interim all last year too. 
Yeah, I mean, it could they could make a little noise with Richardson. So I, I mean, Shane Steichen may be kind of the guy I'm looking at here. So that that's that's a name to keep an eye on. I I guess I'm gonna go with Sean Payton though at plus eleven hundred. That's that's the guy I'll hitch my wagon to. There you go. Yeah, well, I don't even want to say it because I've had like three or four picks that were the first dude. But I have Dan Campbell written down. My other dude is Robert Salah. I mean, like I said, if I if the Jets really do big things, like it only makes perfect sense. My dude it couldn't get it done last year, and now he's going to be even better, making the playoffs, have a nice little run possibly. That's, But I think Dan Campbell, I mean, he, he was outside looking in last year. And if you get in and you win one, you know, I think that that's got some good legs on there too. Just the improvement he's done for Detroit is crazy. So I think that's why he's the the favorite here for sure. All right. And then the very last award we have to touch on here is executive of the year. It's one of the harder ones to predict because it could literally be anybody. It's basically <laughs> based on how these seasons go. There's a lot of really good GMs who have never won this award. Um, and the one who I wanted to shout out that I think has a very good shot at winning it because they had an incredible draft and they've had a couple incredible drafts in a row. And that is John Schneider, GM of the Seattle Seahawks. Um, yeah. I mean, he's been there since, you know, pre pre, you know, hiring Pete Carroll. So Dang. he was the, he was the guy who built the he's Legion of boom. He was the guy who drafted Russell Wilson in the third yeah. round. I mean, he's the guy who traded Russell Wilson for two first round picks years later. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's, uh, no offense. Yeah, I mean he's he's been doing a really good job for a really long time and never gotten this recognition. And they just had another killer draft with Witherspoon and JSN in the first round. So I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say he finally gets this award this year. I don't even have odds for you, but um, <laughs> I would go with John Snyder personally. Yeah, I I mean that sounds like a great pick to me. Like I said, I don't know many of them, so I was just gonna throw out John Lynch. You know why not? Yeah, and, and Lynch <laughs> could be another one. I mean, the thing for him that's the the deal is quarterback. It's always been the deal, yeah. and what's kept him from being a guy who could win that award is the quarterback <laughs> position. But I am with you. Um, he's done a really good job outside of that position, him and Shanahan, at uh, building that roster. But um, I mean, I think that's that's it. So you know, we went through every award. We gave you odds. Everybody uh, use that information as you will, and. Really we'll be nice. back next week with uh, our picks for the playoffs, the Super Bowl, all that good stuff. But first, we got to get to the banger of the week to finish out today. There you, sir. So we unloaded the clip last week a little bit, right? We went back to back, just throwing out millions of things. But we're back to one a week. You know, we got to keep it back to our roots. So this weekend, I went with my mom and my niece and nephew to watch a movie. We went and saw the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, wow. And, you know, Dang it was kind mom. of... Yeah, it was pretty good. I liked it. The I liked the, the way they portrayed it on, on the screen. So, like, it was kind of like like a comic in a way, but it wasn't, like, too comic-y. It was, like, claymation mixed with, like, comic-looking stuff. I don't know. It looked cool. And then, I don't know if you've seen the, like, real-life people one with with megan fox in them but like uh okay so a little backstory there's one with megan fox where the the turtles are fighting like 
like animals that turned human. And in those, there was like a warthog dude and a rhino. And in this one, they're all homies because they had all become like mutant from whatever the like green stuff they, they like touched, right? So that was like interesting to see where it's like in, in a movie that came out like, I don't know, 10 years ago. They were enemies, but in this one, they're all kicking it besides the one dude who's like a fly that runs all the mutants, you know? So it was that was interesting to see that dynamic. And then the lingo the kids use is just comedy. Like, they're like, oh, bro, like, who's got Riz now? Or like, there was another part where they, they were just like, he was just like, oh, yes, Sersky. It was just comedy, <laughs> just like them talking like, like young kids, you know? Was, like, they were literally teenagers, not necessarily like growing up. To, calling themselves teenagers you know and then their their ultimate goal was to get to high school which they do but yeah it was, it was a good movie i liked it i'm sure wait, wait, wait. my nephew liked it a lot yeah i mean <laughs> if, if you're watching this and or listening to this and you know you you go and watch that movie hey i mean you're, you're probably not the crowd you're probably a little yeah you're going with the with some kids so you know what to expect enjoy yourself <laughs> exactly exactly um all right man that sounds good we'll uh we'll be back next week i'll have a new banger of the week for you all and uh until then you can just listen to this banger from our guy take us out right right
I swear I hear it all, so I'm finally addressing. I'm white and I'm black. This is my confession. Hate I gotta waste time answering that question. Fists in the air, represent God's blessing. Freedom. Freedom. We just wanna be free. Uh, free.